Hello, hello, and welcome back to the show. Jessica Stevens here, your host of I Just Blank, Now What? The podcast. Oh my goodness, it is August. How's everyone doing? How's your summer been so far? Mine has been fantastic. I've been doing many of the things that I set out and intentionally planned out for my summer and um, a few other things as well. So I hope you guys are doing great um, and are having a good mix of productivity as well as enjoyment and relaxing because you know it is summertime it's a really short season for us here in Canada go out enjoy the outdoors and do all the things um, but don't let lose sight of what you want to be get finished this year and um, keep it going just because it's summertime doesn't mean we're gonna like let go of all of the plans <laughs> and all the goals but we are gonna maybe like dial it back a little bit which is I have definitely done so today we are having a super fun co-hosted episode with me and my dear friend Rangini. She needs no introduction. You've probably heard her many times um, on the show, season one, episode two. She was my very first guest. And then in season three, she came back and joined me again for a nice wrap up of, you know, the year. So you are probably very familiar with her. She's a really great friend of mine, and uh, she was the perfect choice for this month's co-hosted episode, um, and uh, we are talking all about um, partners who are opposite to you. <laughs> so if you know me and you know the hubs, you know that he and I are on very different ends of the spectrum when it relates to a lot of things in life. We use those things to complement one another versus butt up against. So yeah, listen in. If you have a partner or, or even a friend who is like the complete opposite of you, uh, we're going to be sharing a lot of tips on how to find harmony in those relationships and in those partnerships when people are just so different from you. And I hope this inspires you to think about you know, your personal relationships and how things are similar and how things are different, but looking at those difference, differences in your partner in a way that is um, a compliment versus like, oh my gosh, you know, they're just so different. All right, buckle up, uh, enjoy, and uh, we will see you again real soon. Have you ever had a situation happen in your life that you weren't expecting, good or bad, and said to yourself or out loud, Oh my gosh, I just fill in the blank. Now what? Me too, friend. Me too. I've had quite a few actually. And in the moment, I never knew what I was going to do next. Of course, I had to figure it out. Sometimes the hard way, but I did figure it out. So join me and some amazing guests this season as we all share our own I just blank now what stories so we can all learn from their transformational lessons to help us all answer that lifelong and often paralyzing question, now what? Hey friend, did you just think to yourself, I just love this podcast, now what? Well, I hope you do, and if you did, I got the answer. Become a patron and support the show. For just a $5 financial gift a month, you can access episodes early and without ads. Plus, you'll be entered to win our monthly Patreon giveaway, like books and courses from our guests and some fun merch. 
For just a $10 a month contribution, you'll become an all-access patron and also get bonus exclusive content from me and some of our guests. Behind the scenes, Q&A, bonus questions, all of it. So head over to patreon.com backslash I just blank and now what? Or click on the link in the show notes and become a patron today. Hello, my beautiful friends. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me. I know this is like a precious non-travel day for you and your hubs where you're actually in the same place at the same time. So thanks for taking a little time out to hang out with me because I'm your other favorite person, right? Absolutely. <laughs> We're going to have a super fun conversation. I like, I'm not even going to bother introduce you because people, people on the show know you, you've, you, <laughs> this is your third appearance. If you have not listened to Rangini's uh, other episodes, you can go to uh, season one, episode two, or season three, the final episode of the season. She and I do a nice wrap up. So if you want to learn more about Range, you can go there and hang out with her. And you're going to learn a lot more about her today in this conversation, I'm sure, as we're both going to be sharing a little bit about lives with our respective partners and hubs. And uh, it's going to be hilarious. So as you guys know, I am no longer doing solo episodes because they're just hard. They're hard for me. And I much prefer to have a conversation with somebody. But I know that so many of you want to know more about me and hear more of my stories. So I decided to invite six wonderful friends onto the show this season with me to interview me. So yes, I'm being interviewed by some of my favorite people because uh, they know me well. They've known me from different phases of my life. And Rand is a friend whom I've actually only known for what, like five-ish years? Ranch? About five-ish years. We got super, super close in 2019 when we were roomies, when we traveled to Europe together for a course and a conference and got to know each other really, really well. And, you know, ever since you like just... You know, you, you know, someone is a really good friend and, and one of your people when you can like travel to a foreign country with them, room with them in a tiny little room with a bathroom the size of your elbow and still be friends at the end of the experience. Yeah. So after that experience of sharing a room and the smallest bathroom known to man, and we are still good friends, you know, you've met your person. Absolutely. I knew I met my person when we were making the travel arrangements and I was sending a plethora of options and you were like, whatever, I'm happy with whatever. We don't need to make all the plans. And it was just, it was so easy to say, do you want to have pizza or do you want to go out for fine dining? And it was like, let's have pizza tonight. So we were just always aligned in sync. And then I I think I kind of knew you were my person when I was having a dinner party and you came a little bit early. I was not quite ready yet. And you were like, yeah, yeah, go get ready. I'll, I'll greet the people. And you, you opened the door for all of my guests who you knew, who you didn't know. And you were able to make conversation for like 15 minutes while I finished getting ready and came downstairs. And I was like, yeah. yes, this is like move beyond friends. And we are now sisters. <laughs> love it. I love it. Okay. So today's episode is the opposite of, of that. Opposite of finding somebody who is just like you. And it is the fact that both of us have married 
opposites of ourselves. So I just married my opposite. Now what is the kind of working title of this episode? And as a reminder, everybody, I did not know that this is what we were talking about until this morning. So these episodes are strictly driven by my beautiful co-hosts. They pick the topic and I'm just showing up for it. But I love this topic because this is going to be hilarious. You're going to get to know a lot about me and my personality as it relates to my relationship with the hubs and how different we are. And we're going to hear about Ranch too, because you and your hubs are also extremely different as well. So this is something that you and I have in common, that we have married men who are completely different from us. 100%. So with that, with that said, Jess, I think let's just dive into this. <laughs> I have the fortunate opportunity of, of getting to know your husband quite well over the last five years. I think that we are one of the few couples that he'll actually like come out and spend time with. And we've actually had like a fabulous time together. But I also understand the other end of the spectrum with him. You know, you are shiny and bubbly and extroverted and out there and can talk to anyone you get your energy from people I have just always known you to sort of be that social butterfly tell us a little bit about your husband what does he like to do (laughs) okay so the hubs is the complete opposite of that he is an introvert he is somebody who keeps to himself he's rather quiet and not in a bad way but he doesn't like people (laughs) Right. Like he he really likes his own company. He's very good at self-soothing. He does not need other people to fuel him and fill him up. He finds people actually exhausting and draining because he is an introvert. Whereas I get energy from people. I I fill up by being in a room with others and like siphoning off some of their energy. It fills it fills me up. He is the total opposite, but not only is he, he and I opposite in that respect, like me and the hubs are opposite when it comes to almost everything. Like <laughs> so truly. A little bit, maybe, maybe we can contextualize this for your listeners a little bit. What do holidays look like at your house? Because I know what they look like at my house. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I come from a very big family. You guys have heard me talk about that over and over again. My family is very close in the sense, especially when I'm talking about extended family. So like, yes, my immediate mom, dad, sister, you know, we're the average for four people, but my parents both come from big families and we are the kind of families who, who still stay in touch and get together and do a lot of things together. So growing up like a dinner party for like a holiday was like 30 people deep. Like that is like a moderate thing. So that's what I grew up with. And that's what I love. And the hubs did not grow up with that. Like that was not his family background. And so he is very overwhelmed whenever he shows up to any of our family functions and dinners, because there's so many people and it's a lot of food, right? Like our family also celebrates everything with a meal. With food, with food. It's the best way. <laughs> right. Whether that be in a restaurant or whether that be at somebody's home and like the folding tables come out and like it is a full on like buffet of every dish you could possibly imagine. <laughs> That's how we celebrate. And so when we were first together and he was now meeting 
more of my family. Because remember, we started in a long distance relationship. He didn't have access to that. Like he was not part of that during our, our dating, our dating time. So he only got to do that like once we were engaged and then married. And like, it was a big shocker for him. It was, it was hard for him to even show up and be at those events. And it was hard for me because this, this was like how I grew up. This is what I love. This is something that's really important to me is a lot of family time and gatherings and food and people. And he hated it. So how how have you navigated that? So I I know for me, that's one of the things that that my husband and I have in common, we enjoy entertaining, but I enjoy entertaining people that I know my close friends, my close family, I same thing, we entertain with food, we celebrate with food, my husband's a chef. So like our house is usually packed, where we completely differ is Mm -hmm. when we're outside of the house. And two different planes completely. Our professional fields are completely different for my husband and I. For those that don't know, my husband's an artist and an entertainer. So like he is on the stage completely. And if you know anything about him, he is completely out there like shirtless, gyrating. This is not me at all. You can see in my background, we have sort of a wall. If anyone's watching the video clip version of this podcast, he is on the wall and he is naked. On the wall. Yeah, Roger is in the spotlight. He is he is like a personality. And when I mean a personality, he's a personality, but he's also like a personality out there in the world. So yeah, I totally understand that you guys are very, very different in your careers. He's in the spotlight. People know him. People recognize him out on the street. Like but people yeah. also have an expectation because of his onstage personality, they expect him to be an extrovert. Now let's take the same man and bring him to one of my functions. And he's really quiet, really reserved. He he also, you know, doesn't like being around a lot of people, especially a lot of people that he doesn't know. He's not like you and I, where we can like make chit chat with a tree, literally. (laughs) (laughs) He is not that person. So, you know, at first for us, it was difficult sort of finding that balance of, and I also don't like going to like stage shows and parties. I find that exhausting. I'm more comfortable again, like, you know, at a, at a, if it has to be a function, a work function or a more intimate function where there's a handful of people, <laughs> we had some challenges. I'm going to say like when it came to social activities where, you know, I couldn't understand like, why, could, why, why can't you just come out and be social and talk to my people? <laughs> you know, you're on the stage bouncing around like a, like a super bouncy ball what's the problem? And it took a long time to really understand the different personalities and where our happy medium was for the both of us. How have, how have you navigated that over the years? So first it was a bit of a shock because as I said, we started our relationship as a lot in a long distance. So there were things that we did not know about each other that we would never have known about each other until you actually experience it and witness it live in real time. And so for me, it was like, oh, we're going to go to this thing and like jump in the car and let's go. What for him, it was like, oh my gosh, he would, he would even start having anxiety about the thought of like going to like a family dinner. I'm like, it's just my family, but it was just the volume of people. And even though everyone was welcoming and loved him and whatever, that was also part of the problem is because they wanted to talk to him. They wanted to like engage in conversation and like, he was like, oh my God, he would just like 
want to retreat. And so, and they were frequent. And that was the other thing is like how frequent these things started popping up. Um, It's like, he could go to one and then he's like, okay, I'm done for like the next six months. I'm like, oh no, like two weekends from now we're going again. And he's like, what? So the conflict for us was the fact that I, this is something, this was kind of part of like me getting married. I was like, I really wanted a partner and a companion to come with me to all of these functions so that I wasn't there alone anymore because everyone else had kind of partnered up and paired off and whatever. I'm like, I, for the first time, want to go to all of these things with my person, right? And have somebody on my arm and have somebody to sit beside me at dinner and like be there with. And so that was a big part of why, what I was looking for in, in a husband mm-hmm. was a companion to go to all of these things with me. Lo and behold, I find a partner and a, a husband who doesn't want to do those things. I was like, oh, sweet Jesus. Like this, this is going to be, this is a problem, right? Because this is my life. This is what I want. This is, this is, this is something that I truly value. And he hated it. Like not just didn't enjoy it, but like full on, like, hated it. It was exhausting for him. It would take him like three or four days after a family dinner to recover. He would need so much alone time and he would retreat, right? Just because that's what he needed to do to refuel himself as an introvert. I had never really met that many introverts in its true, in their true form before that. Like I knew a few people, shy people and whatever, but I had never met a, a true introvert like my husband is. So it was a really hard concept for me. Same with you. Like, why can't you just come? Like, what, what's the big problem? Like, just, just, you know, you don't have to talk to everybody, just sit in a chair and whatever. Just, just, and just smile just and look happy. <laughs> just, just, just come, right? No, like I, they, I need them to know you exist. Right. <laughs> and so that was a huge thing that where he started to not want to come. I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean you don't want to come? And, you know, my husband being a pilot too, he's away a lot, right? So there was already so many function events that he wasn't coming to because of work, because he just physically wasn't around. So my, my expectation was when you are in town, you're coming. Yes. As you're here. And <laughs> I finally have my, my plus one to come with me to these things. But when he got home from work, the last thing he wants to do is socialize and be out in the world because that is what he does for a living is being out there. He wants to be home. He wants to eat home cooked food. He doesn't want to go to a restaurant. He doesn't want to have to talk to people because that's what he does all day long for his job. And so it was really hard. And we had to kind of figure out, well, what's balance? Like what's the, what's the, how many... Where's your happy middle? What's our happy midpoint? Like, okay. I also had to prioritize which events did I really want him and need him at? And which ones did I not care so much if he was there or not? Or which ones could I go to by myself and be okay? So there was a lot of like working the schedule, right? And in the early you know, years of our marriage and his career, the type of job he had, he was also on demand. Like he was on call all the time. And so we literally had 12 hours notice if he had to like pick up and go and fly somewhere. And so that made it really hard for scheduling and planning. So I think 
what helped is actually our lifestyle of being very unpredictable that just made me kind of like, let it go. I'm like, he's not here. He's not coming. It's fine. And when he was home, if he didn't want to come, I just had to also let it go. Been like, okay, this is your downtime. This is your rest time. I'm not going to force you to do something that is counter counter to rest because that's what you need in this moment. So even when he was home during a certain like first day back or like right before he was scheduled to leave, I kind of treated those days like he was still working because he needed that downtime. And then, and there was like a nice little strip in the middle of his home time. I'm like, okay, you've rested. (laughs) We're going out. (laughs) We're going out. We're doing this thing. And then I kind of, I also did my best to pick things that were a little bit more suitable to him. Like, Hey, a dinner party of four to six people, he was much more open to doing than a big family function where we're taking over somebody's entire house. And there's like 10 million children running up and down and screaming. Like, so I just figured out where are my wins? Like, where can I get him to agree to say, yes, I'll come to this and still have him enjoy it. Because the more things that I took him to that at the end of the night, he actually enjoyed, then I knew well, then maybe he's going to be more open to doing more of this in the future. So tell me about what a typical date night looks like for you guys. What are those? (laughs) Come on, you are a hot girl. I'm just saying that for those who watch, who watch the podcast instead of just listening, Jessica's a hot girl. Like, my friends, are you? (laughs) So here's the thing. Over the last decade of marriage to an introvert whom travels for a living or is grounded because of a worldwide pandemic, our life looks very, very different than the average. And so I will openly admit that I have adapted my personality and the things that I enjoy doing to match up more in line with him than the other way around. Because even though I'm an extrovert and I love to go out and I love to socialize and I I also love being home. I also love spending time with him. I also love my house. I love entertaining at home. So I guess I have a little bit more of a dual personality. And so I just kind of tapped into that side of me more in the last 10 years of being with the hubs. And it was probably a good thing for me too. It was a lesson that I needed to learn how to be alone how to be quiet, how to do, how to enjoy things at like a simmer than only like living at the boil, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't need to be a 10. It can be, it can be a four. And that is also really good. So more, more time that we spend in the last decade has been him and me time because we don't also get a ton of that. Cause he's always flying off somewhere. So whenever he did come home and we were together, we tended to do things just the two of us. So maybe we'll go to dinner, but that's it. Or we would go to a comedy show or we would go to, you know, a movie that, you know, both of us really wanted to go and watch. I saved all of the other things that I enjoy doing and did them with other people when he wasn't home so that when he was home, that's when I started doing the things that he enjoyed more that I also enjoyed, but I just lined it up with the schedule. So I still go out to dinner. I still go out and eat fancy food. 
and different cuisines that I love, I just pick people to go and do those things with that also enjoy it versus taking somebody who doesn't enjoy that. And my movie selection is based on who I'm with. So if there's like a rom-com out or a good girly movie, then I'd call the girlfriend and been like, hey, we're doing dinner and a movie and we're going to go watch those things because he literally would want to like blow out his brains (laughs) if he had to sit through one of those movies, right? And his precious time off, I didn't want him doing things that he didn't really enjoy. So that's how I figured out how to still fill my need for musicals and rom-coms and Japanese sushi and like all the things that I know that he doesn't enjoy. I just found other people to go do those things with. And, and enjoy those things with. I know that like early in our relationship, I remember one of our first dates, we went to the zoo in Toronto. Roger was newer in, in, in Canada. So this was, it was probably like, you know, eight to 10 months into our relationship. So I was like, we're going to the zoo. It was one of my favorite places. And this was not his thing. We went to the zoo and it was probably like years later where I would always say to him, and it was probably like after we had kids, I would be like, we're going to go to the zoo. And he'd be like, no, you need to like, why don't you take your sister? Why don't you take your mom? And I couldn't understand why he didn't want to come to the zoo. And so finally he opened up and he's like, listen, we went on a date to the zoo. And when I got home, I thought my feet were going to fall off. I hated all the walking around in the sun. I hated the smelly animals. He's like, I don't mind like a small space where, you know, let's go to Marine Land, for example. It's a smaller space. He's like, but like, don't ask me to go to the zoo again. I am not doing it. Same thing. Like that's another thing where my husband and I are total opposites. I'm an outdoor girl. I love me some sunshine and fresh air and let's, let's go. Like the beach is my happy place. He hates outside. Like my husband is an inside person. Like he loves him some air conditioning and controlled and like temperature. He likes his big screen TV with his sound bar and like inside things. And I'm like, let's go and like hike. He's like, no, like that is not what I want to do. So I would ask you, Jess, um, you know, it, we have learned to navigate these awesome men who have really different personalities in, in a lot of regards to, to the things that we like. There are people out there right now who really struggle with this. Like we have found our happy place. We're still in love and we're still finding things to do with our partners. And we get that added benefit of not just burdening our partners with us all the time. That was actually, you know, a thing for us as well. Because we both travel so often, when we see each other, it was like, and especially during COVID, where he was out most of the time, I was inside. When he came home, I was like, let's do all our things. And he was like, no, I just want to ask But, you know, for a lot of couples, that becomes very contentious. And then you get like, you know, the families, the aunties, and the cousins in your ear, like, how come your person's not with you? What's going on? How have you navigated that? Or what advice would you give, especially to younger couples? Because I find that, you know, the younger generation now, I think has a harder time dealing with these personality conflicts. People just kind of want things to be smooth and easy. And I think that that road of, hold on, we've got to get to, we've got to learn what these waves are and navigate through them. I find now, you know, it's, it's sometimes a lot easier just to be like, no, I'm out. What advice would you give to like a younger couple that's starting out that are finding themselves in a, 
in a situation where you're like, what, what do you mean you don't like hikes? Or what do you mean you don't want to come to like my, my family barbecue picnic wedding? Yeah. Like 500 people. What do you mean? This is too much. (laughs) Here's the thing is like, you know, there's this saying like, oh, you should marry your best friend. Like, you know, and, you know, be with somebody who likes the things that you like. And then it's, it's all great. I don't agree. I think, well, clearly I married my opposite. You married your opposite too, but we're opposite in a good way in the sense of we complement each other. There are things that he is highly interested in that I have now learned about because of his passion and interest in it. Same vice versa. He has, he's now opened up to this, you know, this world of this thing because I'm the one who introduced him to it. And then we also like our separate things where I'm like, I have zero interest in that. So go knock yourself out, have fun. Same thing. So we have things that are ours independently that we are once one is like the leader of and tags the other person along willing, you know, sometimes unwillingly, but eventually they'll like it. (laughs) And then you have the things in the middle where you cross and these are the things that you both love. You both value. You need like that spectrum to have a healthy relationship. In my opinion, the percentages of that may vary based on the couple and their own personalities. What works for me in the hubs is we're really good with higher percentages of things that are not alike than are alike. And we're okay with that. But the things that are alike are like very important. And these are, these is, this is where you need to uh, make sure you're aligned with your partner is on the important things like values and like, like core growth things that if these things are not aligned, it's going to throw off everything else. Do I care that my husband refuses to eat sushi and doesn't like, you know, anything below well done. I don't care if that is his, if that is his choice. If he likes his steak well done and doesn't want to eat sushi, it's not going to break up our marriage. Right. So the things in the middle that overlap and that need to be aligned in the same are, are, are the important stuff. And then the fringe things will be the French things. I think that's where people kind of get out of whack with their partner is where the outside things become the really important things. Important. Like he didn't want to come to this party or his choice in music is this. And my choice in music is that, or he likes to do this. I like to do this. like, who cares? Like, let that go. If you align on fundamentals, family values, what kind of you know, how you care about the planet, how you care about people, relationships. Those are the things that you need to be aligned with in the middle. The rest it will change. Seasons will come, seasons will go, trends will happen. You know, all of a sudden there's a new cuisine out. Who, who knows? Those are going to fluctuate and change as you age as well. Because like, you know, thankfully my husband has eaten more different food types in the 10 years that he's known me than his previous 30 plus years, because that's something that I've introduced him to. And yeah. that's now changed. His palate has now changed. He's like, Ooh, I do like Thai food. I'm like, yes. Right. <laughs> like that's a win for me. But if he, if I gave him Thai food and he's like, mm, not having it, 
I'm not walking away from this, this wonderful person because he just didn't like Pad Thai. You know, it's, it's funny. And, and again, your listeners that have listened to my season one, episode two in particular, will know that, you know, my husband and I have been on quite the journey. We're celebrating 30 years this year. And yeah, exactly to your point, we, as people, we evolve, we change and we change drastically, you know, year over year, but think decade over decade, like you, if you're not changing, you're not growing. And there's a piece of wisdom that has stuck with me, you know, over the last, I'm going to say it probably over the last 10 years. And it's, you know, coming into a marriage or any relationship, we often hear, oh, my better half, my other half. But coming into a marriage, it is important to come as two whole people, mm-hmm. not looking for somebody else to fill a gap for you, because you're always going to be looking for that person to fill your gap. And as you change and evolve, that person may not be changing and evolving at the same time, or even in the same direction as you. So if you are two whole people, you are two whole people, two whole human beings that have chosen to just walk through this life together as opposed to constantly looking for the other person to fill a gap. And I think that's a big pitfall that people that people have. It's just, it's so cliche to say, oh, here's my other half, or here's my better half. But what happens when that half can't be half? What happens when that half needs a little bit of picking up and needs, needs to only be a quarter this month? Yeah. You fall apart, right? So I think it it is exactly to your point, align on the things that matter. The fringe stuff doesn't matter, but bring whole people into the relationship. Yeah. You know, you and I have a mutual friend and she is currently going through a separation from her husband whom she recently married. Right. So this is a bit of a fresh, fresh separation and in very early on in their marriage. And it's because those core the fundamentals is where they started realizing that they wanted different things. And so, you know, their, their separation is because he really wanted a very different life than than she did. Then yes, then there's, there's a conflict and then you, you need to, you know, pull apart from each other. So you can go and find the person who wants to have the same kind of life that you want to have. So that's, those kind of decisions for younger couples, absolutely. Like you need to make sure, and, and I, I know she wishes she had some of these conversations before they got married. She kind of was of the mindset of like, oh, we'll figure it out or made some assumptions or they both made some assumptions. Don't make those assumptions. Like yeah. Align on the big things. Align on the big things, but don't make a decision as to whether you want to be with this person or not be with this person because one of you likes the beach and the other one likes to play, you know, video games in a dark room, right? Like those things are still, if they, those things bring you joy, let them bring you joy. You don't necessarily have to go and do those things with this person all the time. And, and yeah, people evolve, people change as long as you're growing in a direction together, the things that you like on the edges don't matter. And sometimes when you have a person who is an opposite and is your compliment, it actually works out so much better. Like this might sound like the most ridiculous example, but like my husband loves white meat. He is a breast man <laughs> when it comes to poultry. Okay. I am a dark meat girl. 
I love me a leg and a thigh. And that is like my, my meat of choice. We can purchase a whole chicken and, enjoy and both whole- be completely happy. Like <laughs> there, there, nothing brings us more joy than a Costco rotisserie chicken and some sides and whatever, because he has his kind of meat. I have mine. We can eat a whole chicken together. There's no fighting over pieces and we are happy, right? If this was somebody else and we both liked, you know, the leg and the thigh, well, what chicken has seven legs, like eight legs and thighs and no breasts? Not this, many. This sounds like, this sounds like the glimmer of wisdom. Find somebody that you can enjoy a whole rotisserie chicken with. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So like, that's an example, like we are totally different. I'm like, um, he's like, "Mm, not a fan of the dark meat. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Okay. So I, like, I have not purchased more chicken breasts before than I have since like I now met the hubs. Like when I mean we are opposite in so many things, I am a medium rare steak, you know, give me some sushi. I like, I like a little carpaccio. He's like, kill it dead, 10,000 degrees, like well done, right? Couldn't be more opposite, but it works. We figured out meals that we're both pretty happy with. Other things, he's an inside person. I'm an outside person. I am a beach lover. I love me some sand. I love sunshine. I love like being on the water. Like the sand on his feet is like a curse worse than death, right? He's like, no. So we, you know, you figure out how to do, you know, different things that both of you are going to enjoy, but like, yeah, we are truly opposite. He is a, like a researcher to death before he buys anything, anything. He's reading all of the reviews. Yes. I know that I know this about him doing all the research. Like he has made purchase decisions in our home, a dream. I don't have to think about anything. I just tell him, I'm like, hey, I think I want a whatever. He will go and research it. Like we needed to get a new car. And I said, okay, you, you, we only have one car. We're a one car family trying to be environmentally friendly. And he's gone a lot. So we didn't need two cars. And like, I know you hate the car that we have now. So I'm not going to force you to drive a car you don't like. I am open to changing the make and the model. My one request is the color and you know, this other, this other characteristic, what other than that, go to town. And he was so excited. He was like, okay. Cause he currently, he hated the car that we had at the time. And literally we went for a walk. We had this conversation. We got back home. We had dinner that night. The research began. I went to sleep. I woke up the next morning and he rolled over. He's like, okay, so here are our five top options. What like the man literally stayed up all night oh researching different cars for us within the like the frame of what we both kind of wanted. The decision was made. We went and test drove the car, and like within two weeks or three weeks or something, we had like gotten our new car ready for when our lease was up. Done. I didn't have to think about it at all. I test drove it. I'm like, I like it. Let's do it. Amazing. He does the full research for all purchases. That is Whether so it's twenty dollars, like it's twenty dollar thing on off of Amazon, or it's something like big, like a car. He does the research. I don't have to worry about it at all. I love that because I am not that person. I am like, ooh, it looks cute. Ooh, I like that. Let's go. And then you, I, I don't think I've ever written uh, read a review for a product that I purchased before I met the hubs. 
Oh, wow. Well, yeah, I can. And I, I can absolutely appreciate that. Like I know in our house, my husband is not that person. That person is me. I am yeah, the reviewer. That. That's so why your husband and I actually have a lot in common in that, in that regard. And we always find stuff to talk about because we are both the researchers. What I appreciate in my relationship. So for example, I, I really enjoy the beach. My husband is kind of like, okay, yeah, it doesn't matter. He He's kind of the like, it doesn't matter if it makes you happy, we're going to go. He wasn't a camper. I signed us up for camping and he was like, hell to the no, but okay, fine. I'll try it because you like it. And anybody that knows him, like four stars was roughing it for him. And then I took him camping and we got there and he was like, you expect me to sleep outside in a tent? Like, are you serious? No. And I was like, just one night, just try it one night. And he liked it. Would he sign himself up for this again? Probably not. But he, he, he went with the flow. So that's where we differ. You know, when it comes to vacations, I am the planner. I make the plans and he's just like, okay, I have this one request. I want to be able to do X or I want to be able to eat X. Yeah. So I'll comply. But he's kind of like, okay, like, here's the money. Book the thing. I don't care. Yeah, and perfect. that's where we have found our happy middle. I have stopped expecting him to. And it was a point of contention for a while where I was like, I plan everything. I plan all the date nights. I plan all the vacations. I plan everything. And you just like throw money at me and expect me to do all the planning. I, it was a point of contention because again, the, the green eyed jealous monster was like, well, my girlfriend's husband, you know, planned their vacation and made all the arrangements. And like, I, she just got to get in the car and off she went with her passport. But what I realized is, yeah, that's not him. But if I said to my husband, because he knows that he always has functions to go to. And I'll say to him, oh, I don't really want to go to this function. I don't have anything to wear. He will go out and he will find me something to wear. And he will yeah. find me something fabulous. It will fit me perfectly. I'll have shoes and a purse and earrings and jewelry and everything to match without me ever having to ask him. So that's where we differ completely. I hate shopping. He likes shopping. He hates planning. I like planning. You yeah. find your happy ground. Absolutely. So yeah, you're like, he is the researcher in our household. He is also the clean one. I am, I am, you know, I'm a, a bit of a hot mess, but I have learned how to be more tidy and clean in the last 10 years because of him. And I appreciate that. Like it has helped me function better in life when I'm not so chaotic and scattered and things all over the place. So he has also rubbed off on me in the sense of, Hey, I'm a better person because his level of tidiness, it was is so much higher than mine. And now I had to bring myself up to his level that helped me for sure. I am, you know, much more adventurous he has become a little bit more adventurous because he, because I've dragged him to, you know, a handful of things <laughs> that he actually liked after we did it. He's like, you know, that was actually pretty good. And I'm like, yes. Right. So sometimes you need a, a partner who is very strong in a category in which you are, are not that that's a version of being opposite to your strengths. Right. And so you just find the ways where these opposites actually benefit you and not, you know, and bring you close together and not tear you apart. So, yeah, it's it's been 10 years of learning how to navigate being opposite in the best possible way. And for us, it works like 
the fact that he is a homebody and loves him some alone time. And I'm like an outdoorsy or social butterfly. Let's go to the, let's go to this thing with all the people at the end of the day, it doesn't change my love for him. It doesn't change his love for me. When we do come together and spend that quality time together, I ask him, you know, how, how was your day reading? And he's like, it was so good. Or, you know, doing whatever he was doing. And he's like, how was your event? I'm like, it was fantastic. I got to do this. I got to eat this. I got whatever. And he's like, as long as you're having. And I had to, I just let go of this previous idea that I had of what my husband and partner was going to be. Because had I held on to that, then we would have had a problem. But because I just let that go and said, well, this is, this is who I married. This is who I love. And this is, this is his personality. And this is how he is. Let me recreate a future and a life with him in this new kind of version, then holding steadfast of, I want my plus one to be with me all the time. Like God has a plan, my friends. Like if you don't think God has a plan, he does. I was somebody who hated being alone hated being alone. I did not like being alone. Silence was not like a comfortable sound to me, like needed to be around people all the time. And then I went and got into a long distance relationship, which I was away from my person more than I was with him. So you got to learn how to be alone real fast. And then on top of that, I also married somebody who traveled for a living, who was (laughs) never going to be sleeping next to me every night or home for dinner. I had to learn how to be happy and function in my life alone. And, you know, you said something earlier, but it's like, how did you handle and manage, you know, the people asking like, oh, where, where is he? And whatever. I got over that really quickly. And they also know he's flying. Like he's a pilot. He's not here because he, he's, off somewhere. And so even when he was home, having some quiet time or playing his Xbox and just didn't show up with me to that event, everyone has just assumed he was flying. flying. He was off somewhere. So there was no like, oh, how come Chris not here? They just made the assumption that he was away and it worked out perfectly. <laughs> you, it sounds like you and your hubs have managed through, you know, we are polar opposites. Now what? And your Mm -hmm. now what is here? The what is that we are perfectly happy in our space Two completely whole people that have just chosen to come together, love each other and navigate this, like crazy, awesome life Mm -hmm. that we are gifted with every every single day. If you can leave your listeners with one, like, hold on to this thread. If you are, are are in a relationship and this is what you're dealing with, hold on to this one thing and you will get to the other end with a smile on your face. Here's the truth. People are who they are. Don't try to change them. And people change every single day. Right? Absolutely. Like, every day. Like that is, that is the truth. You can't, you can't force someone to change for your own will. You have to let them be who they will be. But you also have to remember that they are going to organically and naturally change over time. And so you have to let them change. And if you can allow people to do that, 
and allow yourself to do that more importantly and give yourself the grace of of being authentic to who you want to be and who you are but also know that you are going to evolve and change at the same time you will have a much easier road forward whom who, with whomever you are in relationship with whether that be a partner a husband a wife a sibling a parent or a friend you know, this goes back to last month's episode of friendships and cultivating yeah. friendships and relationships and navigating them into the future and, and allowing them, those relationships and friendships to evolve and change at the same time. Um, it's the same thing. So be yourself, stay true to you. There's got to be some flexibility, obviously. And, you know, don't, don't force change on others, change yourself and the people who like that change and, and appreciate that change in you will naturally be drawn into, to your sphere and your, and your circle. And that's probably the best place to go and find a person. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It is always a pleasure having any type of conversation about anything with you. And I am actually looking forward to the next opportunity that we can get together and have a cards. What is, what, what is it? Cards, cards against humanity. Yes. <laughs> it, we did it till, for like eight hours yeah, with lots of good conversation, lots of good food. So really, really looking forward to doing that again with you guys soon. Thank you so much for allowing me to interview you today. Yay. Thank you so much for being my co-host today. Oh my gosh. I love you girl. And I can't wait till we're actually in the same city and place and can give you a big squeeze. <laughs> I know. So who knows when that's going to be. All right, everybody, that is it for us today. How was episode two of interviewing me? Uh, I loved it so much. Give us a like, a share, and subscribe if this episode resonated with you. Or if you know someone going through something similar, please, please, please share this episode with them. It may help them figure out their very own now what. That is it for us today. If you want to catch a little bonus conversation between me and Ranch, head over to patreon.com backslash I just blank now what. We are heading there right now. Ranch is going to ask me one bonus question about marrying my opposite and you know living with a, living with a person who is opposite to you so head over there that's where we share all the juicy extra stories and <laughs> bonus content bye bye thank you so much for listening i appreciate it more than i can say did you love this episode of i just blank now what If you did, be sure to subscribe on your fave podcast platform. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. I do love reading them. And if you know somebody who's experiencing this story or something similar, please share this episode with them. It just might help them figure out the answers to their own now what questions. Have you recently had a now what moment and aren't sure what to do? Reach out to me at jessicastevens.ca and submit your story and I'll help you figure out what to do how to move forward and help you answer now what see you on the next episode